to Thoughts on Theology, and we're your hosts, Vicar Andrew and Pastor Martin, and we're blessed to be going, finally, to the very end. This is it, the last chapter of Called to Believe, and uh, it's been a blessing, it's been a joy to kind of go through this, a little some of the basics of Lutheran theology, but uh, kind of a full, full picture of, mm-hmm. of what it is we believe. I mean, walking through you know, some of those doctrines that are, are just so essential for us. Uh, even things that aren't necessarily as much the focus in, say, the small catechism. Like our doctrine of vocation, which we talked sure. about earlier. I mean, a mm-hmm. fantastic and important conversation to have, but not one that is, is really what one of the main focuses in a typical confirmation class. Or yeah. Uh, even in a typical Bible study. So it's been kind of fun to go through that, plus a bit of a deeper dive into things like justification. And, uh-huh. Sanctification. Uh, a little and, bit of sanctification. Yeah, Who is that. God, the Trinity? I mean, uh-huh. huge, important concepts. And I was very thankful to have this as our guide through that process. Mm-hmm. But today, uh, we're not talking about justification. We are talking about death. No, we're talking about the final. About to say we're wrapping all of this up in the end things. What? What? How does this story end? Well, you know, I mean, death is a part of that, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And yet, we're talking about all of the last things. And truly, yes, it all comes down to the final victory that is uh, that's found in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But uh, the chapter itself does start off talking about well, what do we believe about death? Yeah. Uh, isn't this, after all, a natural thing? Uh, something that God always just had as part of life? Wasn't the original plan. No, wasn't, it was not. Wasn't a part of the original plan. The original Absolutely. plan when everything was good, yeah, death was not a part of that. Death is not a part of what is good. Uh, death came a little later whenever we had that original sin event. Correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's a huge distinction for us, is <clears throat> death... I mean, we, we often try to you know, placate people like, oh, you know, this is just a natural part of the circle of life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and in reality, no, God hates death. Mm-hmm. This was never the plan. Uh, death is, as Romans says, uh, the wage of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what sin gets you. Mm-hmm. It gets you dead. Uh, and yet, of course, as Christians, we know that's not the end of the story. So... When we hear the great news of 1 Corinthians 15, uh, death has lost its sting, its mm-hmm. power, its teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the Christian, uh, death is not to be feared mm-hmm. uh, because it's just taking a it's nap not the before end. the final dinner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's the, I, someone had said it once, you know, that death is just the nap before you go to dinner. And, not, I haven't heard that one before. Well, okay. and, and I hadn't heard it until recently, but when I heard yeah. it, yeah, kind of. Sure. Because sure. what happens when we get up from this nap on the last day? Well, mm-hmm. the feast, mm-hmm. right? The feast of the victory of our land, of, the, of our God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what we get to look forward to. And so we know that's yeah. coming. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and if we get called home before he comes again, well, then. That's great, too. We get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have that window. Mm-hmm. into eternity. It's not the end. It's mm-hmm. simply the beginning of something new. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I, I love talking about that in terms of like death is not this 
it is the last enemy, but it's also the last enemy that has been defeated mm-hmm. in Jesus. And so it's still a scary thing, and there's still a right uh, for us to grieve. Uh, uh, I appreciated that little box on mm-hmm. the top of 263, the, the good grief, uh, talking about that we can still grieve, though. We still grieve people that pass away. We still grieve our loved ones that uh, have gone on before us, and that's, that's okay to grieve, but we still have hope in that grief as well. It's not just grief because, well, there's no nothing else. I can't believe they're gone. This is all I'm ever going to experience. But we, we do grieve, yes, because of that early, earthly loss, but we have hope that's saying we will see them again. But we have this next hope. So I thought that was a good little explanation there. I, I thought that I appreciated that too uh, because it kind of gives a little bit more light to, to Jesus when he mm-hmm. raises Lazarus. What, what does he do first? He grieves. Yeah. He cries mm-hmm. uh, because he hates death. Yeah. And we are allowed to hate death too mm-hmm. because that's never the intention. But at the same time, we have that final victory. And so it's this uh, one of the one of Lutheran doctrine's favorite things to do is to have the tension mm-hmm. between hating death and grieving it, and at the same time, treating it like it has no real power. Yeah, and you do both of these things mm-hmm. somewhat simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep those two in tension, like you're talking about. But that is the ultimate hope that we have is in that coming glory, is in that final victory where death has no no sting, no uh, sting. Uh, and I, you know, all of this, all of this is wrapped up in the last things, right? Eschatology, right? That's that big word of the the understanding study the doctrine. Yes, the doctrine, the study of what's going to happen at the end. Uh, and as we continue on with with the discussion here, it talks about the signs of the end. Mm-hmm. I really found that discussion pretty interesting, talking about that there will be signs that the end is coming. Uh, much like uh, a pregnancy, right? There are certain signs that uh, denote, hey, the end of this pregnancy is coming, but just like a mother, just like us, we don't know when that end is coming, when Jesus is coming back. Uh, And so it asks a very interesting question. Uh, We'll get to that in just a second maybe, but it talks about there are signs in nature, in society, in the church, uh, and against the church. Uh, and so there are different there are different signs that are pointing towards this happening. Uh, you know, there's um, it talks about the pestilence and earthquakes and roaring and foaming of the seas and all these things that are really awful of the earth itself, nature itself groaning uh, with the coming of the end. Uh, and then you know it continues on with the signs in society, the wickedness that's increasing and uh, people maybe falling away from morality and church a little bit and nation uh, rising against nation wars exactly exactly and rebellions and revolutions and then even signs against the church with persecution and uh, people not finding Christianity to be palatable anymore well now Andrew it sounds like uh, a lot of those things are occurring today does that mean that we're in the last times Yes, actually. Yes. Yeah. That's the question I was going to get to. It's just like, man, that's, that's really interesting. Is that, wait, is this happening now? Because I think that, that was what he asked. Just like, well, okay, uh, I see that. 
I see that sign. Wait, if I really think about it, I could I could see rebellions and wars happening. There's earthquakes, obviously, and wait, there's persecution inside and outside of the church. And wait, are we in the last days? And so, yeah. Well, and you know what's interesting is that Christians have believed, and, and rightfully, rightfully so, we have been in the last days since Christ ascended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always the belief. I mean, Paul writes to the Thessalonians mm-hmm. specifically, "Hey, I know he's coming soon, but you still probably ought to get a job, mm-hmm. right? Because the idea is." We don't know when he's coming, and so mm-hmm. in the meantime, your job is to love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And this is a an important piece uh, of doctrine for us because there are denominations that, man, the focus is really, really, really trying to figure out the when. Yeah, that Jesus is coming instead of resting mm-hmm. in the reality that he's coming. Yeah. yeah. So for us, we we look at this and we say, okay. Do we know when? Well, we know it's going to be soon. Mm-hmm. It's been soon for two thousand years, which I know mm-hmm. for you know in humanity's uh, that's hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah, that does not sound like soon. Uh-huh. And and yet, you know, God Himself says that for you know for me a day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Mm-hmm. So we don't focus as much as the when, as much as the okay. We know this is happening. So what do I do in the meantime? Mm-hmm. And that's really where Jesus drives us to throughout his different parables. But say, he teachings. talks about that a lot, you know. Huge. You'll not know the day or the time, but yeah. still. Yeah. Don't worry about the uh-huh. Instead, be that servant who's alert, who's watching, mm-hmm. who's taking care of other servants. Be that servant who's working diligently instead of being lazy or living, living wildly. And that's where Jesus would point us to is your job is to love others. Not mm-hmm. to worry about when I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming soon. I mean, it's kind of the kid in the back of the of the car who says, "Are we there yet?" Yeah. Every yeah, five minutes. Point, yeah. At some point, the dad's like, "We'll get there when we get there. I know when we're gonna get there. You don't need to know. Uh huh. <laughs> Just enjoy the journey. Uh huh. And and that's truly kind of where where we're at. But then last times, but yeah, we do see those signs, and uh, various yeah. different uh, different ways. I mean. It, uh, and I remember Luther, he was nearly certain that uh, 500 years ago that this was it. I mean, mm-hmm. It's definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. But Christians have always kind of thought that. We, we, we might say today, like, I look around and I see, wow, the world is kind of... Pretty broken. broken. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. A, you know, and so the prayer of every Christian for the last 2,000 years has been... Mm-hmm. Come, Lord Jesus, which, mm-hmm. by the way, not originally a mealtime prayer. Uh, that term, come, Lord Jesus, comes from Revelation when John himself says, please, Lord, mm-hmm. come. Uh, this world is the awful. Persecution, and I need though, you to yeah. come and to deliver all of the goods of your promises. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's always been our prayer as Christians, is mm-hmm. we're awaiting that, that time when, when he comes again in glory. But there was one sign that I wanted to talk about a little bit, the Antichrist. Okay. Uh, I, I know, but I, I just think I think that there are, just like you said, that there are other denominations that try and predict 
when the end of the world will happen, when you know Jesus is going to come back, come again in glory. I think there's also just in in the culture this idea of the Antichrist and trying to figure out who 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 is this person and oh labeling this person and this person and this person. But I like what uh, Mueller talks about that really anyone that's talking against Christ that is literally just anti like lower case case anti dash Christ is could be considered the Antichrist. And there have been many Antichrists throughout the uh, throughout the generations. And that was something that I hadn't considered before. Uh, then it that it could be just like, we all, I'm going to just be honest, we all have been at some points Antichrists. You know, we have been working against Christ. You know, we've been sinning and di- doing different things. And so, but this, this thought of trying to find the person that is the Antichrist, that's not as important. You know, like we just continue, just like what you're talking about with all these signs and and, and wonders that are that are happening, that we still, you know, we still love our neighbor. We still care for people. We still uh, do the right thing. We still try and work in conjunction with God to bring about his will on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. So I mean, the way we would talk about it in, in general, yes, an antichrist is anyone who is opposed to Christ. And, and Paul tells us that all people were originally in that state. Yeah. We were born sinful and clean. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Psalms. But we were enemies of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, bringing us uh, to the faith. And so as Christians, we are not mm-hmm. uh, anti-Christs uh, or anti-Christ in, in, at all. Instead, we are, like you said, working to pursue that kingdom, even though we still struggle, struggle with mm-hmm. sin. So it's the clarification for us. As yeah, Christians, sorry, I meant just at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, all humanity was opposed to Christ in that way. Uh, and so there is the general concept of Antichrist. And then there's the, uh, I mean, Scripture kind of talks a little bit about a particular, maybe capital A, Antichrist. And, mm-hmm. and who is that? And, and ultimately, again, to your point, um, it doesn't matter Mm-hmm. that much uh, as long as we're holding fast to what the word of God has said mm-hmm. uh, so when false teachers uh, come and start telling us some things that are not in the scripture or just uh, are a maybe a, a twisting of scripture mm-hmm. uh, that's when we say hmm, I need to be like what uh, in the book of Acts there's a group of people called the Bereans Mm-hmm. And when Paul came to the Bereans and started preaching to the Bereans, their response was to test everything that Paul had said according to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And that's a commendable thing. Yeah, it's that was anyone, the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. for anyone who's, who's, who is tasked with the job of preaching or teaching, judge it against the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Is this what God's word actually says? And, and if it's not, is this a correct interpretation? Or what, what is this? Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's an important important thing to do. I mean, First John talks about that as we try to discern the Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to seek out, is this from God or is this not? And if it's not, then it would be considered anti-Christ. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it sounds like, you know, man, end of the world's coming. That's a really scary thing. Mm-hmm. But is it a scary thing? No, it's actually something to kind of look forward to. In a way, it's Jesus returning and reuniting us in full glory with uh, our Creator in, in heaven. And uh, 
uh, you know, that talks about the, the return of Christ, the, the one final sign, sign will be Christ coming in his glory, returning to earth. Uh, that'll be the, the parousia, right? The return of Christ, that, you know, theological word there. But that's, that's really going to be a great and wonderful day for all of us believers. It's going to be a, a time of, of great celebra- celebration. You know, it's going to be a time where uh, the dead are brought back to life and we finally get to go uh, to our final uh, place in heaven where he's gone before us and prepared a house with many rooms. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the the great joy that we can look forward to is the full restoration of all creation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that includes us. That includes our our bodies being raised and perfected. That um, the the judgment happening and and the judgments are really one of those things that even Christians can get a little concerned about um, because you know there's different philosophies on this different denominations have different thoughts and and lutherans don't really have a set like you know the question kind of is you know are we going to stand before the throne and and have to list out every different sin or hear those sins listed or is it going to be a you know we get there and it's like already i already know what's up with you 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 have jesus the end you Mm -hmm. know it's like at the end of the day whether or not all sins are listed or not it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because, again, the one who stands as our advocate is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And because he stands as our advocate, we know that the end is we've been declared not guilty. We've mm-hmm. been declared children of God, welcome to the kingdom, names written in the book of life. Righteous for his sake. Yeah. yeah. And so we as Christians, we don't fear that that judgment either. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because we can stand on our own, but because we stand underneath the robe of righteousness that Jesus gives to us. Yeah. We never say, I did whatever. It's just like, no, 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 look at what Jesus did. It is done. It's nothing that I could ever do or not do. It's what Jesus did. Right. Now, we, we talk about when that last day comes, we also have uh, what's called uh, the end of the world. Mm. Right. Right, and that again is one of those things that causes people great trepidation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in some ways, maybe that's appropriate. Yeah, uh, because there's kind of two potential options here uh, mm-hmm. of what happens when Christ comes. We've talked about one, right? The, the restoration of our of our bodies, the the, the uniting uh, with all believers, mm-hmm. and that's you know, that's the heaven. Side mm-hmm. of it. We'll talk about that in a bit, but first, well, let's end on the good note, and let's uh, let's go to first. What is hell? Yeah, the absence of God, the absence of blessings, not to be in His presence, not to be around the goodness, the love, the mercy that is that is God. It's this separation. Uh, we've talked about it a couple times during our justification and, and sanctification. You know, it's. It's the people that didn't want to be around God on this side of eternity. And so God says, okay, so you don't have to be around me. Uh, and so that is that, that place that's the everlasting separation from God and all of his blessings. Because uh, we sometimes forget that all good things come from God. It's not just a really fun saying. It's, it's actually true. And so it's uh, really unfathomable what, what hell will be like. We don't exactly know. 
No. I mean, we know I mean, Jesus describes it, mm-hmm. right? A uh, place of, of darkness, uh, which, of course, it would be if Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, a place where there is weeping. Gnashing of teeth. And gnashing of teeth, right? The, yeah. There's the, the weeping, the, the sadness, the bitterness, but there's also the, the gnashing of teeth, the anger, the, the malice. The, I mean, all these things that stand just directly opposed to what God and his kingdom are about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, we've talked about this in sermons and Bible studies that uh, sometimes the punishment that God gives is giving you what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what hell is, is that you've got these uh, these people who have rejected Jesus and said, I never wanted this grace. I don't want I don't want you. I don't mm-hmm. want your love. I don't need any of this stuff. I can be fine on my own. I Thank want you. to go my own way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, like after much pleading, Mm-hmm. God says, okay, mm-hmm. I don't want this for you. Mm-hmm. I died so you didn't have to do this. But, mm-hmm. okay. And that's the, the reality. And, it, you know, I know there are even denominations out there that will, um, you know, they'll deny the existence of hell. But the reality right. is, is there is one way to the Father. There's mm-hmm. one way into this eternal kingdom of, of light in heaven. And that is through Jesus Christ. And it's mm-hmm. not like we made that up. That's yeah. the word of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit. And so before we get to the heaven, it should break our hearts. Yeah. That there yeah. are people who will experience that. Mm-hmm. And that should drive us to the mission to mm-hmm. say, I want to make sure you know. Got to share with others. That, yeah, that is not what God wants for you. That's not what I want for you. Mm-hmm. And and it's not what you think it's going to be. It's not this. This finally I'm free. No, mm-hmm. it's it's finally you're. I guess you're. I guess you're free from everything that's good. Yeah, that you're really separated. You you're lonely. It's very isolating. Yeah. So, it's a. It's a sad reality yeah. and one that we fight against. Mm-hmm. One that we say, okay, we're going to try to save as many as possible. That's why mm-hmm. God's created the church is so that mm-hmm. we can go about the, the mission of making disciples of all mm-hmm. nations so that they can enjoy the kingdom. But there, because it's so terrible, it's hard to, it's unpalatable at some places. There are certain uh, denominations, certain viewpoints that try and lessen the effect of hell. Isn't there? There are places, there are teachings that, well, there's universal salvation. Everyone will eventually get get to heaven. There's, well, there's going to be a time, maybe, maybe, you know, hell will be for a time, but then there's going to be a purification of the soul. And then eventually they'll, they'll all go to, to heaven yeah, or, or really. Purgatory concept uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, well, you know, it's not really going to be uh, like hell and punishment for all time. It's those people that want to be separated from God. They'll just kind of end you know they'll just be be an end to to, uh, those souls and so there's several different teachings that try and get around this concept that hell is so terrible and it says here well none of them are biblical so yeah well i I think that's i I think that's an important piece to to realize is you know when we when you hear a, a sermon when you hear a lutheran sermon Mm-hmm. You're going to hear some pretty dark stuff mm-hmm. because sin's dark and because the, the punishment for sin is dark. 
But it's in the midst of that darkness that we finally see the true and real light mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. So, you know, if, if ever you have uh, the time where, like, hey, you know, there is, there's, there's no law here. There's no darkness there. There's, there's no reality of the need. Mm-hmm. Well, then, okay, my life's okay. I'm doing yeah. all right. Yeah, it's the the mm-hmm. we call it you know sugar coated preaching, which is you know I, there's a little graphic I can't uh, remember where I found it where I saw it, but there's this person who's drowning, right? And his, his hand only thing up is is his hand, and and then um, this other person comes by and he sees them and and he gives them a high five yeah. as he's going down. You know? Yeah. And that's what we're, that's what it would be if we didn't yeah. have that that preaching of the law and that reality uh, of the darkness of, of sin and hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that that's not what wins for mm-hmm. those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, can we move on? Yeah, let's to get the rea- to the light. To let's, the good let's thing, get to uh, the our heaven. reality. Yeah, uh, which will be God's kingdom, heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. I cannot tell you, Andrew, how many times uh, I've been asked, what is heaven like? Sure, sure, sure. What is heaven like? And how do you respond to a question like that? It's going to be amazing and beyond our wildest dreams. Something I really can't describe, you might say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of those things. I mean... While the book of Revelation does give some concepts, mm-hmm. also recognize that the book of Revelation is highly symbolic. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, apocalyptic literature. Yeah. yeah. It's, so there's a lot of things that are like, it's like this. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a human trying to describe a divine thing in the mm-hmm. best he can. And it's like, I don't know exactly how to describe, mm-hmm. describe this, but mm-hmm. here's... It's light. It's white. I don't know. It's bright. <laughs> I don't know. It's happy. <laughs> uh, but what we do know uh, about it is that this is a place of peace. This mm-hmm. is a place of paradise. This is a place mm-hmm. without sorrow, without tears, without sin, without... Mm-hmm. Our tendency towards sin, yeah. our sinful desires, our human nature, tainted by sin, that original sin. Yeah. And so it is what God always wanted for mm-hmm. his creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this great perfection. Uh and that's one of the first lines that he said in here about heaven is that God's desire is for all people to be saved. Like that's the desire. That's one thing that I think that we need to talk about more whenever we talk about heaven and hell and oh my gosh, you're sinners, so you're going to go to hell. It's like, well, but the desire is for everyone to be included into this promise of heaven. Like that's the original desire. That's why Jesus came. That's why the offering of grace is for all people, for all time, of all nations and languages. And so I think that's, we need to talk about that, that this gift, whatever it may be of uh, pure bliss and joy and happiness is for all people. Like that offering is right there, right there, you know, at your fingertips for all people. So I, I don't know. I, I loved how he, he started that and talked about that yeah. was the that's the main thing that we need to understand. So that is the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's an important thing to do. Uh, <clears throat> and and truly, I mean, he doesn't spend much time. On, yeah, on I was just looking at that. <laughs> Maybe a page. Yeah, and, and I think mm. the reason uh, for that is again, it, it's so far beyond uh, what we can mm-hmm. uh, what we can comprehend. Uh, but also. I suppose if you were going to try to find, you know, word pictures for it, I think the mm-hmm. two places you would go is probably Genesis 
the garden, mm-hmm. uh, but then also in Revelation, mm-hmm. the, the city of God, as mm-hmm. it's described in, in the later later chapters there, uh, where you know you, we know that you are washed clean of all of all of the all of the sin certainly and all of the depravity of our of that sinful nature, and just with Jesus, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of like well. You're with Jesus, so mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know, like, you know, we will hear different folks that'll um, try to give descriptions, or people have a vision of heaven, or something like that. And you know, kudos to them if they were received that that sight. Awesome. I don't think it's necessary to yeah. know um, to have the description to know that it's where I want to be. Right. Uh, I think that's the important piece. The other thing uh, to note is it's we often think heaven is uh, a non-physical place. Mm. So it doesn't really talk about that in the book yeah. as much. Uh, but that's why I use the word pictures of like the garden or the city. Yeah. Uh, God created things, material yeah, things. Physical. He created those yeah, things yeah. good. Uh-huh. And so it's not you know, I would not imagine heaven to be the family circus version uh-huh. where, um, you know, everyone's on the clouds. Yeah, and, ethereal know, plane. Looking down and, and yeah. stuff like that. No, no, no. Because um, God's a God of matter. Uh-huh. You know, he's, he's a God who, who, who does things physically. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we have bodies at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, not just spirits floating around, but actual bodies mm-hmm. living in, in a now perfected world. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those. I I know it talks about like standing around the throne and worshiping God day and night. Uh, I also imagine it's it's kind of that garden feel where mm-hmm. we're, now we're just doing the things, but doing it with great joy without mm-hmm. the toil that went along with those things since the mm-hmm. fall. Uh, but again. What do we know? I know. We know yeah. we're with Jesus. And that's the important yeah. piece. Yeah. So there's great hope. There's great joy for us waiting mm-hmm. on that last day. And um, and after the, the veil of death would cover us, we know that there's an eternal life that's for us yeah. in Jesus Christ. And that should bring us a peace that passes all understanding. Amen. And that's it. That is Called to Believe, an introduction to Christian doctrine by Stephen P. Mueller. A brief introduction to Christian doctrine. So, yeah, yeah. we've made it brief. I think so. Yeah. So. And those are a few of our thoughts on theology. We'll see you next time.